Welcome to OWASP 24-7, sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from the Nexus Community Project, supporting millions of open source developers worldwide, and CatScan from Proactive Risk. And you are... Hey, I'm Dave Wickers. I'm the OWASP Top 10 project lead, and I've recently started a new project called the OWASP Benchmark, and I'm here to talk about that. Right, so what is Benchmark? Yeah, so there's all kinds of benchmarks out there, obviously, and they have benchmarks are used to measure different things, usually compare things to each other. In this case, we're trying to measure the capabilities of tools' ability to find vulnerabilities. And there's lots of kinds of tools. There's static analysis tools, dynamic analysis tools, runtime tools. And we're actually trying to create the first project that actually can compare all of those tools to each other. There are existing projects out there, not at OWASP, that are static analysis based, mm -hmm. like Summate at NIST, for example, or the Juliet Test Bench at NSA. And there's also WaveSep, which is a project for measuring, comparing dynamic analysis tools. And these are great projects, but we thought it would be good to have one project that brings the ability to compare all the tools to each other in one, and also do it in a way that's a lot more open. Right? You can't go to NIST and tell them to change what they're doing, or NSA, change what they're doing, or whatever. And so by putting it out there in the OWASP community and following you know, OWASP rules, we want to make it quick, easy to change, easy to fix stuff, easy to contribute, easy to verify you know, that it's accurate, and those are all, kind of, all the kinds of things that we're doing. What kind of tools are you looking at? So it, the benchmark is written in Java, so it only supports Java static analysis tools. But Such was, as? Uh, okay. Fortify, okay. Uh, IBM AppScan uh, Source. Mm -hmm. um, there's six, actually, Sensic, I think. There's, there's six tools we support up there now. And so one of the cool things about the benchmark is is we made it massively automated and massively repeatable. So literally, if you've never met the best benchmark project before, and you've got Maven and Java installed on your computer, you can say, uh, and Git, you can say git clone, the URL, CD to the directory, and hit run benchmark, and it's run. It's literally that easy. So what metrics are benchmark looking at? Is benchmark looking at? Yeah, so currently we have vulnerability test cases in 11, vulnerability areas like SQL injection, cross-site scripting, XPath. You using the top 10? I'm not, actually, which is a fair <laughs> question. Uh, but, you know, eventually we would like to add a top 10 mapping or top 10 mm -hmm. coverage. But what's really interesting about the top 10, and we've mentioned that for a decade now, is a lot of the things in the top 10 are actually really hard for automated analysis tools to find, like access control, authentication problems, etc. right? So, we avoided like the hard kinds of tests, so the tests we kind of added are the t ones you would typically expect an automated tool to be able to find. But it would be great for us to add tests that are hard for tools to find, in fact, maybe even impossible for them to find, to illustrate that tools have strengths and weaknesses, right? Mm -hmm. And as long as it's a fair test and it's valid and whatever, we think we could do that. But there's an infinite number of things we want to do and we just haven't got there yet. But that's a great, great question. Where are you in the process now? Have you got the beta out? Are you out of beta? Where are you? Well, we released a 1.1 that we didn't call beta, but it was only supported static. So it, it was code. You could run Fortify, WebInspect, whatever against. 
or not web specs, but app scan. Um, but it didn't run. So then we then we produced a runnable version of that, which is actually twice as hard as writing the original version. By the way, I didn't quite know that when I started. But taking something that's statically the right vulnerabilities and making that actually runnable is, is a lot of work. First, it's got to run. It's got to have a UI that makes sense for that test case. Um, and they're complicated because we have a lot of different inputs to these test cases. It's not just get parameter. Mm -hmm. It's all the, the headers, cookies, uh, header names, parameter names, parameter values, uh, different kinds of things to go in there. So you have to put the right UI on the test case so that it works as the code What does the final output look like? So that's, to me, one of the most interesting parts of the project. If you run your tool against the benchmark, whatever it is, you export its results in its native format, which is typically XML, but it could be JSON or zip file or whatever it is. We've written parsers for those native output formats that take their results and pull out the data we need and compare that to the expected results. And then we generate what we call a scorecard. And the scorecard includes a CSV file with literally every test case that says, you know, what is the test case type like XSS? What's the CWE number? Mm -hmm. Was it a true positive test or a false positive test? In other words, we have fake tests in there, so we don't have just all vulnerabilities. We have tests that are look like vulnerabilities but aren't, right? Mm -hmm. They may have a control in them like an encoder that makes it safe or it's a safe API or whatever. And then is it a real test or not? And then we compare, well, did they find, let's say it's an XSS test, did they find an XSS vulnerability in this test case? Yes. Was it a real vulnerability? Yes. Good. Plus one. Oh, was it a false positive and they reported it? Hmm, that's bad. So then they get a, a negative, right? So they end up in, in every, all 11 categories, they get a score. What's your true positive ratio, like of the real vulnerabilities, how many did you find? What percentage? And then of the fake vulnerabilities, how many did you report? So you get a you know, sort of a good score and a bad mm -hmm. score. So what happens is, and I mean to turn this around for the audience, but this as you go up on the chart, that's good. That's the true positive you're finding. But as you go to the right, those are the false positives you're reporting that you don't want to report. So you want to end up in the top left corner as the ideal tool, and the bottom left corner is reporting nothing, etc. So we actually produce a nice chart that depicts that, not only for each tool, like, uh, but for each vulnerability category. And in fact, we have combined charts where if you have results from many tools, you can generate one scorecard with combined results of all the tools, and you see a chart with, like the, the homepage chart is, here's the average of the, let's say you have six tools in this test, here's the average of those six tools. But then you can go to the XSS page and go, here's how each of those t t test tools did on cross-site script, right? Mm -hmm. Or you can go, to, I wanna know what like SonarCube did, which is a, a free tool. And you go to the SonarCube dev, and here's, here's how it did in all the 11 test areas. And there's also some tables with lots of math and details, and, and, and the underlying uh, spreadsheet is, is linked in, so you can get to literally every individual test and see exactly how it did. And it's all click of a button, just go. So literally, what you have to bring to the table is the commercial tools. We even bundle the free tools with it. So when you download the benchmark, right now you get find bugs, you get PMD, you get find security bugs, and you get SonarCube, which are all free static analysis tools, mm -hmm. most of which have security rules in them. PMD has none, but so it gets a zero. Um, those are all built in. And then you literally say run find bugs or run SonarCube, and it runs those tools against the benchmark, and you can generate a scorecard for it.
Now, if you want to see what a commercial tool does, then obviously we can't give you that. We don't own those licenses. Mm -hmm. So you have to bring your, your Fortify or your Web Inspector, your whatever, to the party, run it against the benchmark, and then generate results. Now, running these tools against the benchmark is actually sometimes difficult, right? They run out of memory, they run out of disk space, they don't understand the application. Um, there are certain vagaries of that tool that you gotta configure right to, to get it to work. Obviously, the more complicated that is, obviously that is sort of a negative for the tool, then it's that hard, we want everything to be point and click, of course. But we've got a tab on the wiki that explains, as far as we've learned, how to configure each tool the best way to score the best score on the benchmark. How many people are using tools so far? We've probably got about a dozen participants working on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, can, like running their tools against it. Uh, I've been really effective at getting all the open source tools I mentioned for the most part. Uh, Find Security Bugs lead has, has made a bunch of improvements to his tool. The Sonar team has made a bunch of improvements to their tool. Zap, the OS Zap project, mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm. one of my favorite projects ever. Uh, they've worked really hard to improve Zap, just like running against the benchmark. Uh, Fortify, commercial vendor, they've made some improvements. Um, uh, and I know of at least a half a dozen other vendors that are looking at it, right? And so presumably they're going to figure out how to get the tool to run and then maybe find some deficiencies and make improvements. And so we're actually already, even though the beta has only been out a couple months, starting to see improvements in some of the tools based on the work that we've done so far. What do you need from the OWASP community? It's a community project. Yeah, what do you absolutely. Need? So there's a lot of things we need. We need people to run tools that they've got licenses for or free tools that we haven't done against it and give us the results files so we can generate uh, scorecard generators for those mm -hmm. tools, right? And we have a bunch of people doing that. I did a, a plea to the leaders list a couple weeks ago, a week ago maybe. And I got you know three, four, five guys that said, oh yeah, I'll do this and I'll do that and whatever. And uh, so we're already starting to see some of those come in. Uh, meanwhile, I've reached out to a bunch of vendors and some vendors you get deafening silence, not surprising, but a number of vendors have actually said, yeah, we absolutely want to participate. Let us check it out. We'll learn about it. Some of the vendors are asking questions like, well, we're not sure the benchmark's right. We're having this trouble here. And sometimes they pointed out issues in the benchmark and we've gone and fixed them, which is great. And I'm not saying the benchmark is perfect, absolutely. Um, and in some cases, we identified deficiencies in their tool. And then they said, well, you gotta fix your tool to make it work, right? So we're, we've, we've fixed a bunch of stuff in the benchmark. We've got a, a list of you know, about a half a dozen items that we know we need to fix still. They're a little bit more complicated um, that we're working on. And this is just going to be an ever-evolving thing. But one of the th nice things about it is we're doing things like, and changes are getting pushed out practically every day, you know, one, two, three times a week um, as we fix things, make things a little bit better. And we want to push a new version out, you know, every few months, every quarter. Uh, and then what, are the, what is the new version going to be? Why would we put, publish a new version? Well, maybe we'll add more vulnerability types, right? We've got 11. And I got like feedback from Jim Manico, for example, that, wow, 11 is not enough, you need a lot more. I'm like, yep, totally get it, right? So we need to add XXE, for example, and uh, CSERF, obviously an OS sub 10 item, and a lot of things, right? We need to add more. But we also need to add uh, frameworks. Like, uh, right now, these test cases are very, very simple, right? They're like six to 20 lines of code, right? Well, now we need to add, like, a build a spring application and see if the static tools can handle that. Uh, maybe that might even affect the dynamic tools, I don't know. 
We need to build a struts version. We need to build a jQuery version. We need to build a REST application, maybe a SOAP application. You know, there's all kinds of applications we need to build that have different effects on static versus dynamic versus runtime. And by having all these variants of, of test case, and they'd all be in the same test case. So if we did that, it would be added on to the existing one. So we'd have you know, a bunch of, sort of traditional test cases, and a certain set would be struts, and a certain set would be spring, and a certain set would be jQuery. And, but then amongst those different versions, we'd have all the same vulnerabilities, and the same propagators, and the same inputs, and the same everything, right? Um, so that's what we're doing. And uh, we're also looking for people to contribute test cases, right? They, their favorite vulnerability is not in there. Like if I was a vendor, actually, and I had the best, you know, vulnerability X detector, I would actually contribute test cases for vulnerability X. So my, my tool could shine in the benchmark compared to other people. In fact, I would love it if it was a competition among the vendors to put the really hardest test cases they can think of or the, you know, whatever in there so they can make their tool look better because then they're competing with each other to see who's best, which means they all get better, right? And we're already seeing some of that with what we've done. And so it's interesting. And I've already seen some uh, Twitter wars and some uh, dark reading wars between vendors about who's got the best score already, which is fantastic because that means it matters, it, uh, people care and their tools are improving because of it. Um, so your question about how they can contribute, run tools, contribute test cases, or if they're experts in particular technology, Spring, Struts, jQuery, something else, and they want to contribute like a sample app or uh, guidance and help us build it, then they can help us build those as well. So there's an infinite number of opportunities to contribute. And if I was a, a big, let's say a big bank, I might want to say, hmm, I like this thing, but we use technology X and it's not in there. Maybe they could help us add that or pay someone to put it in there or just ask for it and hope it eventually gets built in, right? There's all kinds of ways this thing can evolve. You have been listening to OWASP 24-7 with your host, Mark Miller. OWASP 24-7 is sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from the Nexus Community Project, supporting millions of open source developers worldwide, and CAT Scan from Proactive Risk.